Welcome, welcome to The L Show. Um, Last week was our very first show, and, you know, as we do a first show, there's so much that we want to get out there, and at times we just miss that mark a bit. So I've gotten some feedback asking about what The L means in The L Show. So I'm going to start off this segment talking about that in regards to the show and go ahead and lean into that. So The L Show, what that L stands for is leaning in. And leaning in is an expression that refers to not shying away. And that is what this show is about, not shying away from any topic that is important to our health and well-being, no matter how unnormalized it may be. As a group of women maturing past the age of 40, our concerns and what matters to us have naturally evolved during this transition. But we don't find that our concerns are spoken about or truly marketed to. And I want The L Show to serve as an educational, inspiring, entertaining, and celebratory beacon that reflects what's on our minds and the issues that we face during this time in our lives. Throughout The L Show, we're going to lean into open discussions with different experts in their fields about topics like hormones, menopause, libido, self-acceptance or skin health, weight loss, anti-aging, alternative medicine, food as medicine, vitamins, supplements, hair loss, and much, much, much more. So that is what The L Show is all about. I do want to make this statement that our content may not be suitable for all audiences and that the information presented in this show is not intended to replace the advice of your Healthcare providers. So I am your host, Dr. Nicole Eastman. I'm a pharmacist and the owner of Rose Pharmacy and Boutique Apothecary in Cornelius, North Carolina. I am on the corner of One Norman and Jaton Road, right behind the McAllisters and Circle K. It's it's funny uh, where I'm located. Um, my sign is on the back of the building, um, but you can get to me from the front of the building through the breezeway. So. It's not as, um, as easy as I had hoped it would be, but now people are finding me, so that's great. But just know that um, I am right behind that Circle K in McAllister. So, um, so what do we do at Rose Pharmacy? Um, my team and I, we compound medications, uh, which means that I make medications based on a provider's prescription personalized to each client. We also provide holistic alternatives like supplements, vitamins, and much, much more. Um, you can find out more about us by checking out our Instagram at Rose Boutique Apothecary, Facebook, Rose Pharmacy and Boutique Apothecary, and our, also our website at roserxboutique.com. So my guest today is Dr. Josette Giafrida. Did I say that right? Yes. Okay, perfect. perfect. Um, <laughs> she is a doctor of nursing practice. She is also the owner of Refresh Medical Spa and Wellness here in Cornelius. Uh, her website is refreshlkn.com, and her Instagram is at refresh underscore LKN. She has been a nurse practitioner since 2001. She worked in primary care and tra- transitioned into uh, medical spa anesthetics in 2021. And she has dealt with this issue that we are talking about today and what we talked about last week. She deals with it quite a lot. So first question I have for you what made you leave primary care? That's sort of a loaded question, but uh, <laughs> one that I will gladly answer. So 
I've been a practitioner since nearly the turn of the century, <laughs> literally, <laughs> okay. okay, and had entered into aesthetics a few years after that and mm-hmm. kind of did both for quite some time. And in 2021, it just became clear to me that it was time to transition full time into mm-hmm. aesthetics and wellness. And I can't tell you how wonderful it is when my former clients reach out to me and they're like, I found you or they'll come in almost like they're finding a reason to come in and see me. And I love that. So yeah, it was definitely time. You know, I felt like I, I did my part during COVID and Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, had opened up the med spot in earlier that year and just, it was time to transition. Yeah. So you say that like, it's, it's exciting when your clients find, when they Mm -hmm. find you, Um, you know, my pharmacist who works for me, Angela Jenkins, She was like, oh, my gosh, when you came in this, oh, my gosh, that's yeah. her. I, I cannot believe I found her. So, yes, that is absolutely amazing. Um, small world. <clears throat> small, small, small world. So what we're going to do is I'm going to recap last week. Uh, this is our Hot Girl Summer Series. So this is the second installment of that series where last week we discussed characteristics of a hot girl. Hot flashes and sleep, mood swings, libido, Uh, mental health and self-acceptance, and our focus was really around those self-acceptance tools uh, with our previous guest, Miss Dorothy Diana, who gave us a great natural and sexy perspective on how to lean into the transitional changes of hormonal fluctuations through a number of very interesting practices, circuitous movements, preparing your mind and body for the changes, and making it beautiful. Menopause is not a death sentence. And for those of you who missed it, um, you can, if you follow WSIC News on Facebook, you can watch or listen to last week's episode. So this week, our topic is women grabbing testosterone by the testes. Uh, men, don't be nervous. Don't be nervous. Don't have to cross your legs. This is about, this is about us uh, and introspection, not a physical assault, okay? (laughs) So it is no secret, no secret at all that testosterone plays an integral role in male health from libido and muscle mass to fertility. Uh, We have all heard the commercials for low T treatments promising to restore the manly man. And, um, And as I was preparing for the show, I was paying attention to just the number of these advertisements. And I just couldn't help but notice how the effects of low testosterone on female health has been profoundly overlooked and has caused some unnecessary suffering. So let's talk to this. So why is testosterone important in women? Well, similar to men, women experience, you know, low sex drive, lack of energy, fatigue, Mm-hmm. Well, men don't experience vaginal dryness, but that's one of the <laughs> yeah. signs in women. Right. Uh, depression, anxiety, thinning hair, dry skin. And in women, you know, they'll present to a provider and say, help me, I'm feeling this way, I'm feeling tired, I'm mm-hmm. feeling depressed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe it's, oh, you have depression, let's treat you with this medicine, rather than, oh, maybe we should look at um, your hormones. A lot mm-hmm. of times... Though people do, you know, want us to look at their thyroid, and thyroid uh, can mm-hmm. play a huge role. Mm-hmm. But, you know, let's look at the testosterone level and see can that mm-hmm. help increase your energy and make you feel better overall and help mm-hmm. with your libido? Because some mm-hmm. of the medicines 
prescribed for depression can worsen your can worsen your libido. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So so typically when these women come in, they don't even think about they're not thinking about low test. Exactly. They're just telling you, I'm just feeling tired, right. I just don't have any energy mm-hmm. and whatnot. And it's you who's like, Okay, you know what, I need to you know, right. bring it back to there's a possibility that that's something that's that's going on. Exactly. Gotcha, yeah, gotcha, exactly. gotcha. Well, I will tell you that the the brain fog is real and the low yes. energy is real. Yes. Uh, all right. So when we get back from break, we are going to discuss uh, the symptoms of low testosterone, some more about that. And also we're going to discuss some fun facts and uh, we'll be back with you. Thank you. And welcome back uh, to the second installment of the L Show Hot Girl Summer Series, where last week we focused on the characteristics of a hot girl, and this week our topic is women grabbing testosterone by the testes. (laughs) I am your host, Dr. Nicole Eastman, pharmacist and owner of Rose Pharmacy and Boutique Apothecary here in beautiful Cornelius, and I am here with my beautiful guest host, Dr. Josette Geofrida. I said that right, yes. right? Okay, owner of Refresh Medical Spa and Wellness here in Cornelius, uh, where we are discussing grabbing that testosterone by those testes. That's right. So, just that. So, in men, we know T regulates libido, bone and muscle mass, fat distribution, as well as red blood cell and sperm production. You know, a small amount of testosterone is converted to estradiol in the form of estrogen, and in females, most of the testosterone is quickly converted into estrogen. So in men, most of the testosterone remains testosterone, right? Right. So give me some fun facts because, again, we don't think about testosterone from a woman's perspective, but give us some just fun facts about testosterone in women. Something interesting, you know, I was trying to make sure all my numbers and everything were up to date. So (laughs) it is amazing how women are really underrepresented in the low world, you know, you can find out one in four men lack testosterone mm-hmm. beginning in their 30s, yep. but there's no number like that for women. So mm-hmm. women produce three times the amount of testosterone than they do estrogen before menopause, which wow. is very interesting. That is very yeah. interesting. You're like, what? And we'll talk about the goal of treatment yeah. later on okay. because <laughs> some, there's some misperceptions yeah. there. So yes. uh, 1.2 billion m- women, according to the WHO, uh, will be uh, postmenopausal by 2030. And we'll talk more about God. what menopause and postmenopause, yeah. having no hormones, is like. <laughs> yes. Poster child. Yeah. For, okay, go ahead. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so... Yeah, it's really important that we get the information out there that mm-hmm. if you're not feeling well, maybe it's not your thyroid and maybe you're not depressed. You know, you're having symptoms of depression, but right. we need to look into the mm-hmm. whole aspect, your whole mm-hmm. being. Mm-hmm. So with that, we use compounded hormones mm-hmm. frequently. And yes. you know my my <laughs> yes. jam, what I yeah. prefer to, yep. to write. Mm-hmm. So. Can you speak to what a compounding pharmacy is? Because I feel like it's a little bit more in the media these days. Yes. So speak mm-hmm. to that and what a compounding pharmacy is, who regulates you, because mm-hmm. that's a you know a big thing we hear FDA and, mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. But you know we all are, are guided by boards and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. So. Right. So okay. So compounding pharmacies, uh, we we produce 
customized medication pursuant to a prescription that a provider writes for a patient. Now, I, I don't want to get too technical and talk about the different sorts of facilities, but my facility is one that has to do it based upon the prescription being written for a patient. So we get past that. I get a prescription in my hand and you know it's written for um, some medication that is not available in the marketplace. Um, you have made the decision that there is something that is better for your patient um, that um, is just that needs to be totally specific. Um, and hormones are the, are the are the really the best example in this conversation. So you know when you think about what's available in the marketplace with regard to hormones, there are uh, synthetic hormones that are out there, and you know that is not really appealing for many. And so bioidentical hormones are the hormones that we we use, and those are the ones those are the hormones that reflect. Uh, it's basically it looks like what's your body already produces. So those are the ingredients that we use. We use bioidentical hormones um, to make whatever uh, strength you want of whatever. It could be estrogen. It could be testosterone. It could be um, progesterone. Um, but uh, and so and none of this is synthetic. So um, we make it based upon what you want for that patient, based upon the strength that they need. Um, in the form that they that they need it in. And so, yes, so we're doing this. And so, of course, like, okay, wait a minute. Like, how can you guys do this? Well, um, we are regulated. Uh, you know, we're regulated by the Board of Pharmacy. There are requirements. There are rules that we must follow when we are compounding. We just can't say, oh, yeah, I just want to compound just Let me any, throw some yeah, of this in there. Some, you just, <laughs> no, you can't, you, can't, you can't do that, right? So, um, it needs to be a, um, an ingredient that has what we call a USP monograph. Um, it also, uh, or it needs to be a medication that is in a formulation that is available in the marketplace. Um, and so, and it can't be an exact copy of something that's already in the marketplace. Right. So, but again, that's not what we do. We're doing this pursuant to Having a con you've had a conversation with your patient, you've looked at labs, you've done all this stuff, and you're like, listen, they need this strength, and I want it to be bioidentical. Um, so uh, truly, compounding pharmacy is, uh, you know, so I had a colleague that called, we were the, we're the MacGyvers of medicine. Um, my uh, pharmacy student who is uh, interning with me right now, Bria Diorio, she's like, yeah, it's like kind of bartenders. We're like the bartenders <laughs> for providers. You know, a little of this in here, a little of that in here. Exactly. So that so that that simplifies basically what it is that we do. But you know, we try to make sure that again, you know, that we are meeting the need of your patient um, at where where they are. Right. We're meeting them where they are. We're not forcing more on them than they need. Right. We're going to give them what they need specifically. Exactly. So yeah. So that yeah. is in a nutshell. Did that did that answer the yeah, question? Yeah. All right. Wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. I had one more question. Yes. Sure. Sure. So when I write the prescription, I'm mm -hmm. you know regulated by the DEA. Yep. And so mm -hmm. 
testosterone is actually considered a controlled substance, mm-hmm, meaning mm-hmm. I have to have a special license in order to prescribe mm-hmm. it. Can right. you explain why testosterone might be considered a controlled substances or and how that's handled? And- yeah, so testosterone, of course, has gotten, um, and I was going to speak to this a little later too, but testosterone has gotten uh, kind of a bad rap, right? So, you know, <laughs> yeah, so because when people are like, oh, so... He's huge. He must be taking testosterone, right? Um, But testosterone is there for uh, replacement, right? So we use testosterone to replace testosterone levels. We need it to get to where we need it to be. Um, Anabolic steroids is when we are getting into people wanting to overuse. So it's all based upon dosing, right? Right. So people wanting to overuse to bulk themselves up. Um, for whatever, to make their performance better, Mm -hmm. right? So um, that is where testosterone got the bad rep. Testosterone in itself is legal, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And it is considered a, uh, what we call a C3. Um, It's on, it's on, in that category of controlled substances, because of course, it's your, your ability to become addicted to the substance is where is a part of the classifications. Um, but testosterone, again, it the bad rap that it's gotten um, is just adds to the mix. Add, yeah, <laughs> adds 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 to the mix. But it is it is a controlled substance. But you know what I have in in, in my store. Um, you know, nobody is trying to you know jump rob, over the counter. Yeah, jump over the <laughs> counter for you know. So, <laughs> um, but um, but yeah, it's it's I I always try to kind of take people back to their it is a necessary thing for folks when we're talking about quality of life Mm -hmm. and health issues. So, um, but yes, that is the deal with the whole testosterone being controlled. And yes, having a DEA license is absolutely necessary, required for you to be able to write for it. Yep. Yep. So. I need to renew mine soon. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Write that that down on your nose right there. (laughs) So, all right. Um, so let's talk about like the symptoms of, of low T. So, um, you know, and, and we, we've talked about this already, but again, when we're talking about low T in men, you know, they're having the, you know, all of the, the issues with, um, their libido with maybe some weight gain. And you mentioned that in women, we have the same kind of the same things, um, but how does it differ in their um, in the symptoms that men experience? Like, right. is, it, is it to the degree? What's like the degree? So typically, men's their major complaint is low libido, decreased strength, fatigue, mm-hmm. and maybe some grumpiness and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Women, when I see them, typically their number one complaint that tells me they're probably low in T yeah. is decreased libido, hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Also, a little fatigue and. And that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, When they come in, I can pretty much tell what I think, you know, they're going to be estrogen dominant or they're going to, you know, need some estrogen and some uh, progesterone and some tea. But Mm -hmm. yeah, so that's basically it. The low libido and the fatigue. Okay. Okay. So, all right. So the benefits of adequate levels of testosterone in women, like Mm -hmm. what's, what's the benefit? Skin, nice skin. Yes, yes, yes. 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 Right. Um, so your your hair may improve, mm-hmm. decrease brittleness. Mm-hmm. Um, vaginal dryness may improve. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, fatigue, depression, yeah. those may improve. Yeah. Uh, 
preventing osteoporosis or helping mm-hmm. to prevent osteoporosis, increasing your muscle mass to a normal degree to help support your bones. Not, not making to, you, know, yes, yeah. hello. There's a lot of myths, hello. and you tell me when I can tell you what some of those <laughs> myths are. <laughs> yes, I, you know, I, I, think, I think, again, we are leaning into these subjects, and nothing is off limits. So I think we're going to talk about some of those myths when we get back. Nice. From the uh, from our commercial break. All right, see you then. Welcome back to the second installment of the L Show's Hot Girl Summer Series. Where last week we focused on the characteristics characteristics of a hot girl, and this week our topic is women grabbing testosterone by the testes. I am your host. I know. We just want to grab the ball, you know, grab this and just say, hey, you know, this is, you know, our stress ball. We're grabbing it. We're just grabbing, yeah. So um, I'm your host, Dr. Nicole Eastman. I'm pharmacist and owner of Rose Pharmacy in Boutique Apothecary in Cornelius. And I'm here with my guest host, Dr. Josette Jofrida, owner of Refresh Medical Spa and Wellness here in Cornelius, where we are discussing women grabbing testosterone by those testes. So before the last break, we were going to discuss some of those myths around testosterone or uh, therapy for women. So let's talk through some of those. Yeah. What do we hear? I think number one is everyone, or not everyone, women being treated with testosterone may fear that they will become more masculine. They're going to grow hair on their chest and have deep voices and... Mm -hmm. I have to say the number one side effect that I rarely see, mm-hmm. but that can happen, is acne. Mm. And okay. that is like easily fixed yeah. or resolved by mm-hmm. skincare treatments, adjusting mm-hmm. the dose, obviously, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. to get them to the to the right level, maybe checking a little bit of blood work, making sure their thyroid is mm-hmm. good and mm-hmm. that there's nothing else right. at play there. Um, but then, um, you know, clear up the acne. We, we both have great treatments. We've yes. got some devices we yes, can use. Absolutely. Um, if there's, you know, anything else going yeah. on, but yeah. So I think that's the biggest myth and mm-hmm. it's just, no one checks. So no one really right knows how prevalent it really is and mm-hmm. how women can be so so affected and yeah we want to get rid of that fear You're, we're not going to turn you into you know we're not going to make yeah we're not going to turn you into you know uh, the muscle builder yeah. that we see you know exactly <laughs> mr mr america is that or mr mr mrs america yes like so. something like that <laughs> <laughs> yes right um so you know, getting over that fear. So women just need to understand that it's a ne- testosterone is necessary for our function, right. right? And if there is some sort of side effect from the testosterone, we have ways to treat that side effect. That should not outweigh our getting to our best exactly. selves, right? And I do have a couple clients who were treated previously, not by me, mm-hmm. Um who've come in and said, I absolutely cannot take testosterone. And I said, well, let's see what your levels are. Let's check your mm-hmm. DHEA, mm-hmm. support those things around it right. so that we can hopefully raise your testosterone naturally without adding to it and adding mm-hmm. to the you know possibility of maybe a little um, mm-hmm. feeling more aggressive or a little more anxious or the acne. Right. 
Right. So, so, so essentially, um, if I'm thinking of a commercial, so the commercial for a woman with low T, uh, you know, I could see what commercial, like, I'm just saying, I'm, we're making <laughs> we're it up, making we're it making up. it up as we no, go. We so to. I'm just saying, so commercial, <laughs> we have to, exactly, we have to. So commercial for a woman driving in a car, you know, she gets cut off a woman with low T, she may be, you know, she may cry. She'll or, cry, you know, about, she'll it, cry yeah. about it. But, you know, too much testosterone, she may, you know, the road rage, the, road rage, you know, the finger or whatever, <laughs> lay on the horn or whatever. But, <laughs> but again, I need my testosterone. Yes, yes exactly. <laughs> so, all right. So let's go ahead and segue into some treatments. And actually, let's segue into how you approach um, your therapy. Whenever somebody comes in, you, you know, they're telling, Hey, I have these symptoms, X, Y, Z. Tell me kind of what, what your process is. Yeah. So basically we sit down and we have a conversation. Mm -hmm, they mm -hmm. fill out some forms ahead of time. So I kind of know what I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. And typically looking at that, a lot of times I'm like, Oh, they need this, 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 and this, mm -hmm. but you know, we'll sit down, have a conversation. What, what bothers them the most, mm -hmm. whether it be, some of them, it's vaginal dryness or, mm -hmm. you know, I have zero desire or I have this belly fat or mm -hmm. any of those things. So we'll have that conversation and I'll decide the best form of um, finding out what mm -hmm. their levels are. Typically, I'll do a blood draw if they're not on any hormones currently. Mm -hmm. um, and we'll check their estrogen, progesterone, mm -hmm. DHEA, um finding globulin, you know, all, mm -hmm. all the good things, and they're yes. free in total testosterone, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and go from there. Then I um, sit them back down, say, this is what I recommend for treatment. Mm -hmm. The prescription goes over to Dr. Eastman, <laughs> and then we do a complimentary consultation again at a mm -hmm. month, and we say, okay, how are you feeling? Mm -hmm. They may say, oh, that progesterone made me so fatigued or the mm -hmm. testosterone, I feel great, or I have a little bit of acne or mm -hmm. so on and so forth. And then we adjust the dose. And then typically I'm checking some labs again um, in about eight weeks. Okay. And initially I'll check some other things too, you know, mm -hmm. the testosterone, cortisol, cortisol is a big, big one. And mm -hmm. in my opinion, checking a um, saliva four times a day mm -hmm. for one day. Mm -hmm. It can be a rough test. There's a uh, lot of saliva. Yeah, yeah. I, I know. I know about that test. I'm like, I don't have enough spit <laughs> yeah. to go in this. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, like, it's going to take you about 30 minutes. Yes, exactly. It's nuts. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but that's a really good indicator of mm -hmm. do you need a little ashwagandha to help with mm -hmm. the anxiety? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, painting the whole picture. Mm -hmm. And when we do the follow-up, you know, we look at labs and some labs can be kind of hard to pick up. Mm -hmm. I sometimes have a hard time picking up progesterone in some follow-up labs, mm -hmm. whether it be in a saliva mm -hmm. test or um, blood test. So I treat based on symptoms. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we don't want your numbers way up here. Right. But, um, you know, if they're... We, you know, detected some or mm -hmm. noticed some improvement, mm -hmm. but I speak to you and you tell me I'm feeling great, mm -hmm. then that's what we're going with. Or if I notice an improvement in this, but not this, then we're making those adjustments and then that new prescription is mm -hmm. headed over. Gotcha. So um, how long does it take to get the, like the test results back when you do the blood draw or even the saliva? Like, so how long does it take to get those, those results back? So blood draws, um, 
usually if I'm not doing too complicated of a test, yeah. like mm-hmm. some of the thyroid tests can be a little mm-hmm. lengthy, mm-hmm. but for the most part in a day or two. Mm. Yep, they get picked up and um, sent over to the lab. They run them and then they um, send them um, over to me in my inbox. Mm-hmm. I review them and then I'm typically sending an email and saying, yeah. hey, I got them. Okay. Um, and then saliva tests. Saliva can be a little tricky because, mm-hmm. well, and lab blood work too, but typically if you're, if a female is still menstruating, still getting mm-hmm. periods, mm-hmm. then we're checking on day 19 to 21 of their cycle just to make sure we get in the right phase and we kind of base our numbers knowing what we're talking about, you know, right? because we know what phase they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and the saliva test can take, you know, you have to wait till that 19 to 21. Mm-hmm. The saliva test is mailed in and then the, I use ZRT, mm-hmm. um, they take about a week. Okay. But they come back with a really great, you know, they break everything down, tell you their mm-hmm. recommendations. Mm-hmm. It's read by physicians. It's really a wonderful service. So I do like that lab company. Yeah. But that one can take a little time. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I do blood and then I just do the cortisol, it's pretty quick. Gotcha, so. gotcha, gotcha. So, you know, I, again, like I was just talking about the spitting, yes. Yeah, so I have done... <laughs> done the test and, you know, I, you know, I did a blood stick and then yeah. I, you know, just that spitting, yeah. spitting, spitting. I yeah. think that that's the most, you know, unappealing part of it, but yeah. the results after you're right. able to see, your, see, okay, this is, this is why I feel this way. Right. Um, whether or not it be with a blood test or even going through the saliva, yeah. this is why I feel this way. It's, it's very like reassuring yeah. um, and it's vindicating really because right. I'm not crazy yeah. and this is yeah. real. Okay, we And we do have capillary tests too that we can yeah. use that are pretty similar to saliva yeah. reportedly. Gotcha. So okay. that's another option. All right, wonderful. All right, so we're going to go to break and we will continue to discuss this on our time back. See you then. And welcome back to the L show. Uh, today we are discussing um, grabbing testosterone by the testes. When we left from our last commercial break, we were talking about um, just how we, um, uh, just some treatment possibilities and how we approach the patient uh, with regard to um, going through labs, um, you know, the follow-up and the, the presentation of what sorts of therapies. And I'll say this, Josette, I really like your prescribing patterns. Um, but before we discuss that, um, just make us aware of maybe some things that you consider uh, when we are thinking about putting someone on hormones. Right. So typically, safety first. I will have a patient, or I will ask them, when was your last mammogram? When was Mm -hmm. your last screening? Mm -hmm. Have you had your cholesterol checked? Because Mm -hmm. that's another thing that goes a little awry in uh, menopause is your cholesterol Mm -hmm. um, levels. Mm -hmm. And again, this is not just about post-menopause. It's definitely before as well. Um, But making sure that your screenings are all up to date. I also ask, and on occasion I'll ask for some clearance by a specialist. Say you had a pulmonary, like a a blood clot Mm -hmm. somewhere or something like that. Mm -hmm. I want to make sure that we we are treating you in the safest possible way. I will ask you to contact them and then show me the letter saying they're good to go. Um, Mm -hmm. And there is some concern at the 10-year mark. So 10 years post-menopause, 
do we have an increased risk of cardiovascular heart disease? Right. So we just have that discussion and weigh risk and benefit and mm -hmm. proceed from there. Knock on wood, everything yeah. great so far, right. but we just want to be aware, like I said, safety first. And I'm very um, cautious, even yes. in my injecting and everything. Yes. I am very uh, conservative mm -hmm. and either mm -hmm. love it or you don't, but hey, yep. Listen, that's me. You got to be set. You have to do what's right. Exactly. Right? So yes. And, and like I said, just going back into your prescribing patterns, I, I mean, I, I love them because, you know, as a pharmacist directly before I dispense something to a client, I'm thinking, okay, um, you know, I, I want to get some additional counseling in there, some education, but also compliance, mm -hmm. right? So they have gone through this whole process of, okay, this is my symptoms, this is what's wrong with me, we've looked at, you know, they've looked at my levels, this is what I need. The last thing that we want to happen is this patient is not going to be compliant, so they will never be able to see the benefits of the therapy that we've gone right. through. So, you know, the, we know the more difficult that regimen, mm -hmm. the more difficult that regimen, right. um, the more likelihood of noncompliance. So, um, I mean, a woman who you know, is getting therapy for low libido and vaginal dryness mm -hmm. is probably not going to want to be shoving and rubbing, you know, <laughs> you know exactly. I mean, you know, all day long, right, on all these separate, separate medications. Yeah. So, and your patterns really align with what compounding pharmacists do. You know, we want to create, uh, you know, a, a medication that combinations, right? right? So if it can be combined, we want to combine it in, into some right. elegant, easy to use preparation. Yes. So a swipe rather than pumping yes. and rubbing. Yeah, and, yeah. rubbing and shoving, <laughs> right? So um, that is something that, you know, we also just consider. And I say just from a patient perspective, that is just so nice that some people just aren't, they just, oh, yeah, mm -hmm. just do these three or four different things. Mm -hmm. No, you know, that's just not something that we're already going through all this stuff in our lives, yeah. trying to deal with X, Y, and Z. Let's just make it simple. Yeah. <laughs> it and simple. it's great. I, I mean... How many times have I called you and been like, okay, what do you, what's going yeah. on here? Or, yeah. Uh, yes. My patient said this, what do you yes. think? And, right. you know, bouncing things off each other yes. is always, is I wonderful. am a big proponent of community over competition. You know, Absolutely. Absolutely. Especially in this area, there's, there's a lot around, there's a lot of choices. So yes. I just want to do the best. Do the right thing. Yep. Take care of people in the best right. way and do what and we. And use my resources. And use resources. Exactly. Exactly. So. Let's talk about some natural alternatives mm -hmm. for for patients um, who want to who need hormone replacement, mm -hmm. but they may not want to start with the traditional hormone. Right, right. So I touched on DHEA before. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, that helps the support production of hormones. Magnesium helps with production of T and E. <laughs> yes, T and E, yes. Yep. And then what are some supplements you have in your Yes, locale? so, yes. Um, so one of... Um, and we one, might giggle. I know, we're gonna, it's, 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 it's coming. coming. It is coming, it is coming. So one of the supplements that I have is called Libido Health, and it you know, is led by horny goat weed. So, you know, there it is. I know, there it is. And it's <laughs> horny goat weed. And, and that the blend, <laughs> the blend of that really aids in like the sexual motivation, stress management, mood. The ashwagandha. Yeah, yep. exactly. The hormonal balance, endurance energy, and 
nervous system support. So um, that is one of the major um, natural alternatives for people who want to go on that side. And of course, DHEA, yeah. you know, um, I offer that as well. So can so, you yeah. say the real name of horny goat weed? I, I, I don't even want to try it. It's like... <laughs> There's a few letters, like a lot of letters and a few different words. Exactly. And, but it really exactly. is a weed. It's a weed and it's called horny goat. Yeah. So, you know, we say, hey, listen, we got some horny goat weed. Can you guess what it's for? Yes, it, yes. It just aligns very nicely with its name. So, all right. So um, now um, I would like to um, just kind of bring it back to some of the things and questions that I've gotten over the week um, that I just want to, I think just the benefit of the listeners uh, to answer on the air. So um, one of the questions that I got was, uh, what if my provider is not very comfortable with the hormone therapy topic? Are you still willing to work with me and my provider? So I think what you just heard uh, between Josette and myself, like, Yes, like we communicate. I mean, ultimately, it is about you getting what you want. And especially, especially if the client loves their provider. Right. right? So, and, yeah, that's been some situations since I've been in the area for mm -hmm, so long, mm -hmm. working in primary care all that time. I, mm -hmm. I know I know a lot of people. Yes. <laughs> so I'll have a client come in to me and I'll be mm -hmm. like, do you have a gynecologist or OBGYN mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or... Um, who's your primary care, mm -hmm. and um, we have that discussion, you know, are they willing to check these labs, or should we go ahead and do them on our mm -hmm. end? And, you know, I've had um, patients come back to me and say, oh, yeah, my provider knows you and said they trust you, and, that, yes. and love to hear that. And that's, you know, it's about a relationship. It's not about, you know, me competing with their, <clears throat> excuse me, primary care or their um, mm -hmm. gynecologist. It's about working together to help the the patient the best way possible. Exactly, exactly. And, and, and like, really, we think about like that triad, you know, so provider, pharmacist, patient. Right. Like, <clears throat> we, our goal is really the same. And so I can't imagine someone not wanting to do what's best, you know, by mm -hmm. the, by the client. Yeah. Right? So. I guess it's a perspective on best because, you know, certain providers may have been trained a certain way. Right. To not include mm -hmm. bio, you know, and we, we hear that a lot, you know, it, yes. when in med school, mm -hmm. the mm -hmm. OBGYN didn't have a class on that or, right, which is wild, but mm -hmm. possible. Right. Exactly. So I think that that kind of um, lead ways me into my next question. Let's see. Ba -ba -ba. Sorry, I should have. Let's see. So, um, there was an, an article um, that was in the news. Um, it's a 2002 article concerning women and um, breast cancer risk. Women's health institute. Yeah, yes. So could you kind of speak to that, um, what the article was about and kind of what it talked about and why what we do is a bit different from what that article is referring to? Right. So it was the Women's Health Institute uh, study 2002 mm -hmm. um, talking about or studying hormones that was, mm -hmm. you know, abruptly just stopped. Um, 
can I say the name of the medicine? <laughs> well, there's one that we kind of allude to later on, um, but it was not bioidentical mm -hmm. hormones, but, you know, everything kind of gets lumped into that category. Yes, yes. Talking about increased risk, and like I said, those are things that we look at. I want to make sure you're fully screened. You've had your mammograms. You mm -hmm, ha don't mm -hmm, have any mm -hmm. risk for heart disease mm -hmm. um, and that kind of thing. So, yes. Um, that was a real study, but it, it mm -hmm. kind of reminds me of, and can I, I hope I can say this, yes. talking about the sure. MMR study years ago, Yes. yes. kind of, you know, debunked a little bit later mm -hmm. on. Mm -hmm. Um, right. that's what that makes me think of. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. All right. So, um, I got, I really got to get this in here too. So non-hormonal options, uh, to help with vaginal dryness so I can enjoy sex. So this is a, com this is a question that I got. And the answer, of course, is yes. There are many things that we can use. Hydration is going to be the easiest, mm -hmm. you would agree. And then we could do lubricants, combination vitamin E, right. uh, so sodium hyaluronic, sorry, hyaluronic acid, right? <laughs> good for the face uh, and yes, good for good, the good, down below. There the you go. There you go. <laughs> Moisturization and vitamin A. Can you think of anything else that we could tell our listeners that uh, would be a non-hormonal option mm. for for vaginal dryness? Um, I think you covered them all. Okay. All right. Yeah. Cool beans. So I was thorough. Yeah. And okay. Wonderful. <laughs> well, definitely, listen, it has been an absolute pleasure. I hate that our hour is over. I know. Over, it went so but fast. But it has been great. Thank you for coming on the show. Appreciate Thank it you for so much. Me. And again, um, if you want to see the show again, you can go on Facebook um, and follow WSICnews.com. Have a great day.